Well, hello again, and welcome to the next phase with Steve Key podcast. Today, I like to call him a tremendous safety advocate, a colleague on a lot of joint ventures over the years, and yep, I'll call him a friend, and that's Brian Patterson. He's the uh, president and CEO of the Ontario Safety League. Now, this organization has been around almost 100 years, and responding to you know threats for public safety brought on largely by the automobile i think that's that's a lot of the uh, initial roots of this organization today uh, the osl is recognized as one of north america's leading traffic safety organizations i'm really pleased uh, to have brian with me on the phone today good uh, good day brian good morning steve now, uh, All's well, and I'd agree we are friends, Steve. Yes, we are. Uh, you, you know, the first thing that always comes to mind when I think of the OSL, it goes back to my childhood, and Elmer the safety elephant. Uh, how is Elmer doing these days? Uh, doing really well. I think the uh, it, 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 it's due for a reboot, a... Uh, a uh, it, 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 the... The, the overall package, I guess it's people uh, that remember it, uh, all remember it fondly. And uh, uh, Elmer has never actually left. There's uh, 45 schools in Toronto fly the Elmer flag and follow the Elmer rules. Uh, in, the, in the 17 years I've been here, uh, other than for COVID, uh, uh, Elmer was in the Santa Claus parade, the great re- uh, or, or great resounding cheers from the crowd. And I think uh, it may be just nostalgic enough at a time where uh, safety and kids and how to explain those issues. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, Elmer, like you, I, I always remember as a kid at Elkhorn Public School, they had these signs that were, they were a massive plaque and they had uh, Elmer and they had all the years the school had had a, a safe year and somebody uh, got to raise the Elmer flag. And I don't remember it ever coming down, but I can, uh, I can assure you, Steve, that I have uh, had some, some uh, opportunities to meet with people who it was pretty traumatic when the Elmer flag came down because they were identified as the kid who caused the incident that caused the flag to come down so i had a uh, i had a lady in her 40s almost break into tears to tell me that she had pushed a girl off the monkey bars and had to lower the elmer flag in front of the class so it uh, uh it it just has fonder memories my wife was an elementary school teacher so elmer always went to any school she taught at on safety week and there was a teacher there saying the elmer song I, I never, I don't remember that as a kid, but uh, it's been great. So yeah, uh, uh, today I think there's also about 12 friends of mine who fly the Elmer flag on the dock at their cottage to remind uh, their kids and now grandkids to operate safely at the cottage. And people have actually uh, rolled up to the dock to ask, where did I get one of those? And how did you get one of those? So uh, it's still, it's very fun. And I, and I think it is uh, an early... Uh, uh, an early mascot that really caught on in the uh, GTHA. I guess if it's one of my uh, 
bucket list items might be to one day you'll have me dress up as Elmer and go to some event. Uh, you know, I, I'll just put that out there for you. <laughs> you get it. You get a very cool certificate if you have been Elmer in the costume. And we've had police chiefs want to do it. We've had teachers want to do it. We've had. Uh, uh, I remember one teacher at uh, a school that uh, my wife taught at when somebody was retiring they wanted to have Elmer and he wanted to wear it. He went on to be a principal in the system, but I think it was one of those. Uh, it is a brand for a lot of people that had fun with it and freedom. You know, it was bicycling and safety and all of that, that, uh, you know, we tend to get away from a bit today. Now we, uh, you know, we talk about that aimed uh, program is really aimed at younger people, but the, the Ontario safety league really has a number of uh, focus areas and, and programs in place. Can you talk a little bit about your overall work? Yeah, I, I like to think the Safety League is safety from head to toe. So uh, we want to see lids on kids. We want to make sure that every kid on a bicycle has a helmet on. In fact, we want to make sure that everybody on a bicycle has a helmet on. I mean, the ability to reduce collision and injury uh, in so many cases it benefits from the helmet. Uh, and uh, I think at the end of the day, there is no science that says uh, if you're over the age of 18, you don't have to wear a helmet. But I think uh, we start to see it now in modeling with parents. Uh, everybody on the ski slopes. I mean, uh, when I started skiing, nobody was uh, wearing helmets uh, other than, you know, high performance racers. Now I would say 70, 80 percent of people uh, are wearing them. And it's a good opportunity to start to change some legislation. Uh, motorcycle helmets. We all wear helmets, uh, uh, and uh, I think uh, the uh, the adjustment for the C community was justified uh, on a number of grounds, and it went forward in a real reasonable manner. So uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't find that too uh, exciting. In the uh, and on the on the feet end of the the scale from head to toe, uh, pedestrian walking walkways ensuring people uh, cross streets properly. Because um, uh, I know you work down there, that crazy scramble intersection at Dundas and Young that came out of, the, out of nowhere and caused uh, not only traffic backlog, but confusion with, uh, uh, with people. So I, 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 don't think, uh, uh, I don't think my job's gonna end before I wanna retire. And I like to think some of the things we do we put 2,000 bike helmets on kids in the north. And you, you, you don't realize that maybe living in, uh, in and around the GTA, but you know, uh, a $35 bike helmet is not only a cost barrier in, in for some, but it's also a where do I get it barrier. Uh, on Manitoulin Island, you'd have to go all the way into uh, uh, Espanola or Sudbury, and it would be an add-on to the project. So. I like to think lids on kids is fun. And then for the in-between, you know, uh, drugs, marijuana, uh, uh, and uh, issues around alcohol. So we're, we're, we're pretty much busy all, all seasons. And I just finished some work with the, uh, with the OPP on uh, boat safety and, uh, uh, and life jackets. There's lots of people in the, in the game, but that message gets out as often as you can get it out. You know, I would, normally say to someone how do you proactively seek opportunities to spread your message but 
there are so many issues that you touch on that it almost seems natural that you could align with any number of, of causes or initiatives. Oh, very much. I mean, we've worked with the insurance industry. We've worked with uh, uh, automobile manufacturers. We've worked with the beer stores. We've worked with, uh, with uh, community groups. We've worked with First Nations groups. We've worked with uh, St. John Ambulance. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like to think we are often a willing partner to a, a good cause. So we can either add our shoulder to the wheel or we can uh, help point the wheel in the right direction. So we can do both. Now, one topic that I know we've had lots of discussion about over the years, and that's uh, safety on the roads. And because of the pandemic and the various stages, you know, the last 18 months, there have been some fewer vehicles on the road, but that seems to be uh, picking up. Um, they say that, you know, collisions are down, but I'm finding serious collisions seem to be up. You know, why do you think this is happening? I think it's twofold. I, I have to agree with you. I've, uh, we have operated through most of the pandemic. So uh, I'm, I've been on the road most days. And uh, I think uh, the commute time uh, was reduced by almost half an hour for me, airport to Newmarket. But uh, even today, uh, I'm, I was almost late for your podcast because somebody had managed to take out three vehicles on the 400 at Teston Road. So by the time they get those cleaned up, you've got a backlog of 10, 20 minutes. Uh, when I, uh, I was uh, coming back from the north on Friday and the traditional cottage traffic was in play. So uh, I think uh, sometimes I, we used to say uh, uh, the first snowfall People have to learn how to drive in the winter again. And I think uh, uh, as we come out of the, the pandemic, we're going to have to be very cautious and continue to spread the, the safe message, particularly around time. Most people are racing for one of three reasons. Uh, they, they're, they're late and they think it'll save them. They'll, they'll save their job or get home on time or not, not be late for the babysitter. Small percentage. Uh, the, the other group... Uh, speed because they think everybody else around them is going that speed. But the third group, I like to call them the deviant drivers. We deal with them regularly. And those are people who just got up on Saturday morning and decided, I am going to race like a maniac on the 400 series highways because there's not enough traffic. And, uh, you know, when police officers pull you over at 170 kilometers an hour, you have to know that there's nothing legal in Ontario that would have allowed you to ever drive at that speed. Yeah. So we're going to be doing it for a while. And uh, unfortunately, uh, most weekends I'm called to uh, uh, comment on a fatality that's occurred because of reckless, careless and, and inconsiderate driving. So if you could change one thing about road safety, whether that's training or enforcement, what, what would you do if you had a magic wand and you could make the world better? I think it'd be two things, Steve. I think I'd bring in, uh, uh, I'd try to figure out how we can get the uh, number of people who have taken formal training up from uh, 50% uh, to more like uh, 90% for their test. And I think retraining of people in the event of infractions in a timely manner is important. Far too many reckless cases 
have been lost in this province or for which no consequences ensue uh, because we've had that uh, jam courts and the feeling that uh, if you just game the system long enough, your, your charges will be withdrawn. So if you're, uh, 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 I said to the uh, uh, minister in a briefing just the other day, when you consider that today we've got a lot of cruisers with video and we've got a lot of officers with video, why are we uh, still waiting and waiting and waiting to get those cases to court? Let's just bring them in and don't withdraw them. If you've got video evidence, don't withdraw them. For me, it's like DNA evidence in a murder case. If you've got it and it's solid, let's stop playing around with uh, the old system and move to a newer system. Well, I'd like to um, thank you for this uh, chat, Brian. We could probably talk for hours about safety or road safety, uh, but I really appreciate your thoughts today. Oh, thanks, Steve. And of course, as always, anybody listening, make sure you remind five people to drive safely over the next week, and then it'll start to catch on. Well, I think that's a wonderful advice. Now, the Ontario Safety League is a registered not-for-profit charity. They do accept uh, donations and sponsorship directly on the uh, donations part of the website. I'll put links into the description. I want to thank you all for listening and if you want to be a guest you can just drop me a line i'll leave the contact information in the description uh, i think i speak on brian's behalf as well as saying thank you for this and have a safe and wonderful day